0: Hello, this is Doug Farrar, NFL editor for uh, USA Today's Touchdown Wire site. And we have a special guest today, Tennessee Titans super safety, Kevin Byard. Uh, Kevin, this is the second time we've talked. We uh, talked about the Chiefs offense in the week leading up to Super Bowl 54. You had a lot of great insights then. Um, looking forward to talking to you again. And I wanted to start with um, what you're really here to discuss, which is it's very important to you, I know. And, it meant a lot to me when I was reading about this because you mentioned it mentioned that you were raised by a single mom, as was I. Um, so that was definitely definite connection. Um, so you're teaming up with Campbell's Chunky Soup to renovate Davidson County Department of Children's Services Safe Room in Nashville. Um, your renovations, Chunky Soup is donating $8,000 worth of home appliances and 200 cans of soup to the foster home's kitchen. Uh, your ribbon cutting event will be uh, this Sunday, August 1st. And this is going to provide a safe space to house uh, some of the 750 children currently in the Davidson County foster system. It's a, it's a really great initiative. And uh, please, please tell me how this came about and what it means to you.
1: Yeah, so i all kind of started. Um, you know, they had hit me up early in the spring because they wanted me to speak at their high school graduation ceremony they have yearly for the kids that's in the foster care system. And obviously I said, yes, of course, uh, so they invited me to come, you know, kind of tour the facilities, kind of get a feel about everything they had going on. And as me and my wife are touring the facilities they're telling us about the different, how, how the kids need to come to foster care and, you know, different traumatic situations that some of these kids are in, uh, my wife, which I give a lot of credit to, uh, kind of started to have a vision. Like, you know, it'd be really cool if we was to help them, you know, renovate their facilities, but they have not been renovated before. And obviously they've been here and it's crazy that, you know, they only have one facility that pretty much serves the entire state of Tennessee, not just Nashville. Uh, so we was like, wow, this would be really impactful for these kids that may be coming in the middle of night. Some kids that may have to stay there, uh, multiple nights because they haven't been able to be placed in the foster home. Uh, we just wanted them to feel a little bit more comfortable, uh, going through a traumatic time. So, uh, took a few months to get going, uh, obviously to finish the entire project. But like I said, man, it's just a blessing to be a blessing. And I'm just, uh, Super grateful that God has been able to put me in this position to help others.
0: Well, it's really it's a great uh, initiative, as I said, and it's awesome that you're giving back. It's really cool. Uh, let's get to football, and I guess my first question is: the season is—I mean, it starts tonight with the Hall of Fame game. Season's going to be different than last season in a lot of ways. Um, how has it been different for you already compared to last year? And what are you looking forward to doing this year that maybe you couldn't do in 2020?
1: Yeah, I mean, last year was tough, honestly. Um, just with all the protocols, uh, it just made things a lot uh, a lot tougher as far as, you know, just day-to-day activities. Uh, this year has been a lot better. Uh, this year feels just a little bit more normal as far as being in the building. Uh, I got vaccinated early in the summer, so I'm able to walk around the building without a mask. Uh, the protocols are a lot looser. So that, that definitely feels good. Uh, just nothing is, I would call it just another distraction that you don't have to worry about. Um, but I'm just super excited for this year, honestly. Uh, like I said, we have, we have a, a pretty good roster, a loaded roster that I'm super excited about and, and getting ready to play with these guys. And I've been able to practice against you know some of these great offensive players every day in practice. So super excited to get the year going.
0: Well, yeah, you have a, a top quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. You have a running back in Derrick Henry, who this is an insane stat I discovered. Derrick Henry has more yards after contact over the last two years than any other running back has total rushing yards. which I mean, not that I need to tell you. That's crazy. And uh, you have AJ Brown and uh, I think you guys have a new receiver, Julio Jones. I've heard he's pretty good. Um, (laughs) First of all, what's it been like in practice? I mean, I know you're on the ones and they're on the ones I don't know how much you've gone against each other yet, but with Jones and AJ Brown on the field at the same time as a defensive player, What kind of issues do you expect them to present for opposing defenses as a duo? Because to me, it's like putting DK Metcalf and DK Metcalf on the field at the same time and like, okay, try and figure this out.
1: Yeah. I mean, first, man, it's just been an iron sharp sharpening iron type deal. I mean, going against those guys and practice every single day uh, is making us better. It's making me better. Uh, But the, I would say the problems that they present to any offense. I mean, when you have two dynamic receivers on both ends, you obviously have to go into the game plan saying, okay, we're going to, we're going to shave. We're going to send a safety over Julio, or, you know, we're going to have to play cover two or two high, a two shell, which you would call it with two safes are back deep uh, to kind of cover the pass, cover the deep ball. But and if you do that, well, then you got to deal with Derrick Henry with a seven man box. And so that's not a favorite matchup, but yeah. more than likely, every defensive coordinator is going to go into the game and say, Hey, we got to stop Derrick Henry first and foremost. So that means you got to put eight guys in the box. Well, if you do that, you got one on one coverage with Julio and AJ. So it's just, it, I mean, I think for our Todd Downey, our offensive coordinator this year, I think he's going to have a lot of fun down the place for all three of those guys. And I know Ryan Tannehill is just smiling back there, knowing he has a, a three headed monster that he can go to and get the ball in their hands.
0: Yeah, quarters against El Tractor Cito is not a good move. Uh, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not at all. What is it about Julio that you've observed? What makes him different? What makes him special?
1: Well, number one, he's just – I mean, he's just a, a gifted athlete. I mean, his physique – uh, and honestly, the way he runs his routes. I mean, I would definitely say he runs all his routes exactly the same. And I think that's something that obviously A.J.'s probably learning from him now. Uh, when I'm seeing him out there running routes, I don't know if he's running the go ball or five-yard stop because when he comes off the line of scrimmage, he's rolling. And uh, like I said, that's, that's what makes him special. And obviously, you know, when he gets his ball in the hands, sort of just like A.J., they can take a slant route 80 yards to the – you know, for a touchdown. So, I mean, to have – you know, the amount of just physical players that we have on offense now with A.J., Julio, and Derek, I mean, all you got to do is get the ball in these guys' hands, man, and let these guys do the rest.
0: Let's switch to your defense. Uh, 2018 and 2019 with Dean Pease, who I have a lot of respect for as a defensive coordinator. Uh, it was really okay. tough for opponents to deal with. Very multiple, very diverse. A lot of disguised stuff. I'm sure Lamar Jackson is still shaking his head trying to figure out what you guys did in that playoff <laughs> game. Last year, there seemed to be more, I want to say problems in coverage, but, you know, there was change. And I'm not sure, because usually you have a defensive coordinator listed. Was it by right. committee? Were there schematic issues? Was it personnel? I know the pass rush, which you, you guys addressed in the offseason, affecting coverage. Kind of what happened to the defense last year?
1: Honestly, I think it was a multiple of a lot of different things. Like you said, I think it was personnel at times. Uh, I think a lot of it had to do with just not just coordination, uh, just within the defense, right? If it was the pass rush and the coverage on the back end, I think one of our biggest issues that we had last year was our third down Wolves. Um When you talk about being a good defense, a great defense, great defenses are good on third downs. When you get teams in favorable positions, but right? if it's third, medium, third and long, you know, as a defense in our room, we look at that. We're supposed to win that scenario. And I think last year too many times the third and longs, we didn't get off the field. And when that happens, you get longer drives by the offense, more yards, more points. And so I think as a defense this year, that's been our biggest emphasis is being coordinated on third downs with the pass rush in the secondary. If we can get out the field on third downs better than last year, our defensive stats are going to dramatically rise. So that's what we're hoping to do. And I would think that will kind of take us over the top with the explosive offense that we have.
0: Was it – because I know you had different position coaches on defense, and I know Shane Bowen is now the D.C. and he was your linebacker's coach. Was there an alpha in the room and you just didn't have a defined defensive coordinator? No, I mean, Shane
1: ran our meetings. Shane okay. called the plays last year. Uh, okay. I mean, as far as having the, the defensive coordinator title, uh, I think that's kind of good for him because I think now guys understand that, hey, you know, this this is the top guy on defense. You know, I think even going, to last, going into last season before the season started, obviously with COVID and everything, uh, we didn't know who the defensive coordinator was going to be. Uh, mm-hmm. I knew Shane was going to be calling the plays, but I didn't know, okay, situation but as the year went on, it was clear to me that Shane was the defensive coordinator, but I mean, he didn't have the title at first. So with him having the defensive coordinator title, I'm pretty sure it's giving him more time uh, to not be focused more on positions, but exactly just the entire defense, just the game plan and everything, uh, which I'm pretty sure should help him out a lot.
0: In a pass rush, Bud Dupree and the supremely underrated Danico Autry has been underrated for a while. Can play inside, can play outside. <laughs> what are your thoughts on these two guys?
1: Yeah, I mean, Danico has been in practice every day. I mean, the guy has limped out this world. Uh, I think him, Jeffrey Simmons, are going to be dominant down there on, on, the, uh, on the front end. Uh, I think he's definitely going to be a big help for both of us in the pass rush and especially in the run game. Uh, Bud Dupree, obviously, he's still working back in rehab. Uh, but just talking to him every single day, uh, seeing his rehab work, I think he looks pretty good. I'm sure he's excited. I'm sure he's itching to get out here with us. Um, So I'm super excited about him still. He's an explosive athlete, a guy who made big plays in Pittsburgh. So we're definitely excited to have him uh, once he comes back.
0: I'm a Seattle guy. And in the third round this year, you selected Elijah Molden from Washington, one of my favorite slot (laughs) defenders and hybrid safeties in this class. What have you noticed so far that he brings to your defense?
1: Uh, He's just a smart, savvy guy. Uh, Just even being a rookie, uh, just watching his movement skills. He has really good movement skills. I think he's a good cover guy. Uh, I mean, he's just savvy. I think he come, he came in uh, just in meetings, answering all of the right questions, asking all the right questions as well. Um, but, you know, I'm super excited to see him out there in some early action in the preseason, kind of getting his feet wet. Uh, but I'm super excited about him, man. I think, you know, with that third-round draft, with him being a corner, slot corner, whatever you may have it, uh, I think he's going to be a great addition to our secondary.
0: Last four seasons, your interception totals of bounced around eight, four, five, one. Your level of play has been pretty consistent. What would you tell fans? It's kind of like with edge rushers and sacks. Fans who look at interceptions and think that's like the be all end all arbiter of quality when it comes to defensive back performance. Um, How would you enlighten just the the person who watches football, looks at box score stuff, about how to maybe more completely evaluate a cornerback or a safety?
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that, you know, when you're looking at fans of the game, the number one stat you're looking at is the devious interceptions, which is super important. Uh, I'm a big believer in turning the ball over. You know, more turnovers you get, uh, the better you are as a team, as a defense. You win ball games, you turn the ball over. Uh, last year, the dynamics, you know, it just wasn't, it was, the opportunities wasn't there as much. I did still have seven pass deflection, deflections, which was, you know, pretty high. I've had less than that in my career. I led the defense in tackles, which usually isn't a good thing when the safety leads the team in tackles. But uh, I'm just trying to do what I can to help my defense. You know, if I got to get a guy on the ground, I get a guy on the ground. But, uh, I mean, obviously, hoping this year with a great pass rush, uh, being really good on third downs, those opportunities will come. And, I, honestly, I'm not concerned about the numbers as far as interceptions. I've always been a guy that's going to get interceptions. You look back at my college career, I uh, had 19 picks in college. I have 18 picks in my, in my early in NFL career. So, they'll come. Uh, but, like I said, I'm just super excited about uh, being able to get back out there and make some plays for my defense. I don't feel like I played up to my my standard. Not the media standard, not the fan standard, but to my standards last year. So I'm super excited to go out there and prove you know, myself right.
0: Uh, two more questions, and thanks for doing this. Tell me what makes Amani Hooker great, because he's a really interesting player.
1: He, him as well. I think he's a real good savvy player as well. Uh, I mean, obviously, he's kind of – even when he got drafted here, he was already kind of known what the defense was, because he did a lot of the stuff that we're doing at Iowa. So, like I said, he's a really good player. I mean, just in limited snaps he had last year at four interceptions. So – the good thing about him is I think just even coming to training camp this year, he's had a taste of success. And I think once you had that little taste of success and making plays, uh, you get hungry for more. And I think that's something he's come into training camp, being hungry for more. He's been out there making plays. Uh, he stepped up as far as being vocal back there on the back end. Uh, I'm super excited to play that long next to him because I think our games really complement each other.
0: Titans have not had a losing record with Coach Vrabel. Um, you are regular visitors in the playoffs. But what will it take for the Titans to reach the Super Bowl in what is especially a jam-packed AFC? That There's there's not a lot of room for oxygen up there. <laughs> I mean, I think it's consistency
1: uh, on offense and defense. I think, obviously, we know what we can do on offense. I think those guys just have to put it together. On defense, me personally, I think it starts with third downs. I think when you look at our defense, if we could be great on third downs, right, if it's – you know, getting sacks on third downs, making big plays during interceptions. If we can get off the field on third downs, uh, I think we'll have a great defense this year, honestly. I think that's where the buck stops with us, uh, getting off the field on third downs.
0: One more quick one. What was your best play last year?
1: My best play last year? Hmm. Um, I would definitely have to say, I mean, obviously I caught caught my only interception last year. Um, I got a lot of pass deflections. Um, Best play is kind of hard to say because – I think even in the Buffalo game, we beat Buffalo early in the year. I made a lot of big plays in that game, some pass deflections, almost had a couple Had a couple drop picks last year. It was kind of uncharacteristic of me. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I, can't, I can't just name a, a, a really great play last year because I didn't have any just dynamic game-changing plays, which is kind of, you know, disappointing for on my end. So uh, I had a, a lot of good plays, but not a lot of great plays.
0: Well, everything in its place, and it looks like you guys will turn it around this season with more prep and all that stuff. So, Absolutely. Yeah, well, Kevin, uh, thanks again for doing this. Best of luck this season, and we'll talk to you down the road.
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate it, Doug. Have a good one. You too.